Greetings, fellow adventurers, and welcome to the Couple of Nerds podcast. I'm D&D Wife, the creator of dndwifestories.com, and your co-host. Joining me is the man behind the screen, my brilliant dungeon master, and also my husband, Egile. Say hi, Egile. Hey, everyone. Excited to be here sharing our nerdy adventures with all of you. Absolutely. So what's Couple of Nerds all about? Well, we're diving into the realms of Extraeus, sharing our experiences, playing D&D in our apartment, and exploring the intricate tapestry of relationships both in and out of the game. And we got some exciting segments for you all. From lore deep dives to crafting tips, artwork showcases, and relationship advice on and off the table, we've got a little bit of everything for every kind of adventurer. So whether you're a seasoned adventurer or a tabletop newbie, we invite you to join us today. Tune in, relax, and enjoy the magic of Couple of Nerds. May your roles be natural 20s and your adventures be legendary. Welcome to Extraeus, a world created from the aftermath of divine destruction. But as with all things, once something is destroyed, something new must be created. A few simple sparks of hope, of life, of will, of chaos, of power, and of hatred. These sparks of the last emotions of the destroyed gods came together under one unifying thought survive. This force created the world of Extraeus, the manifestation of the will of the dying gods, a garden created from the essence of the gods but completely free from outside influence. During the time of Eden, many of the species came to be, the human, creatures blessed with tiny shards of the gods' essence, gifted in the ability to adapt to an environment with each generation, the scalekin. Reptilian creatures who, through the consumption of sources of power, grow in strength and size. The Elem, creatures born from the primal nature of the elements, wielding that power as part of themselves. The Mirren, creatures born from the world itself. Creatures that were once wild animals now have slowly developed into tribes much farther behind the other species. The Elves, Mysterious creatures seemingly born from magic itself, masters of magic and knowledge. With that knowledge, they unified the species, growing the giant tree Estelestar to connect all the continents of Extraeus, allowing free travel to all lands and the mixing of the various people's knowledge and skills. Magic and technologies flourished through the union of the species. Years of development passed in the blink of an eye. Being free from the influences of otherworldly godlike creatures allowed the species of Extraeus uncapped growth and exploration. But unfortunately, that uncapped growth attracted the eyes of the worst. This was the end of the time of Eden. The world attracted the eyes of two cosmic forces, the overwhelming force of the demon empire and the bewitching curiosity of the fake horse. With no source of protection from these cosmic forces, the species of Extraeus suffered terribly. These times became known as the Reaping Games. A twisted contest over the souls of the species, thousands disappearing into the shadows, macabre games of chance with no possible way of winning. For roughly 50 years, the people of Extraeus suffered. In a desperate last attempt to push back these forces, a hero was chosen from each species to come together and fight back against the invaders. 
Using the knowledge of the elves, a ritual was performed at the top of the Estelestar tree. It is said, had it not been for the betrayals of the Mirren and Scalekin champions, freedom might have returned to the lands. But sadly, that is not true. Well, not completely. The aftermath of the elven ritual, though incomplete, was still able to create a shell around Extraeus, pushing back the demonic forces and fey forces outside, blocking their grasp on another soul. But the great tree and the elves themselves disappeared from the world too, and a swirling void of nothingness was left where they once were. The continents were once again separated, as well as the species. Some were separated far from their kin, with the overwhelming belief that no one could be trusted. The era of recovery had begun. Four generations, over 240 years have come and gone since the Reaping Games. The species were separated and forced to rebuild that which was lost. Seemingly, a time of peace had returned. The current year is 795 AC. Nerds Podcast, this is episode number two. <laughs> <laughs> It is our second episode, Lore Drop, The Birth of Extraeus, today that we're going to be talking about. Uh, so I'm very excited to be unveiling some some interesting information. Man, I gotta say, hearing that be said by one of my characters is kind of giving me gave me a little bit of goosebumps. I gotta, I gotta thank Luna for that. Uh, <laughs> Glad I could help. <laughs> uh, given that it was the same thing that I had read to my table at the beginning of Session Zero. Yeah. Uh, but I'm kind of hoping it gave you guys as much goosebumps as I did. I just got... Um, so what are we looking at today? Ooh, that was so much fun to read. Um, but we'll just be uh, talking about how we came up with the concept, how we decided to start our own world, and then kind of go over like the little toe dips that we did, creating smaller little little things uh, that were homebrew uh, that we used. Yeah, I mean, it kind of started with with me and the way I kind of looked at like the D and D books. Uh, you know, we had, we had done a few. Uh, uh, shout out to Curse of Strahd. That mm, was the biggest it. one oh, we wanted to Some of my favorite into. story, yeah. And, it, and it's great. No no issues. I really have no complaints about that. But some mm -hmm. of the others, pacing, character names, and just a really large backstory that anyone could look up at any minute just wasn't our cup of tea. Yeah, I will say Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frost Maiden was a tough one to try and get through. Uh, it, it, we had a little bit of trouble with it. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's not like from a story, but just from like a narrative experience. It was always that joke of, you know, a group of adventurers who had never met each other, and within a week, they could overthrow every powerful warlord and dynasty that was ever created. Yeah, we started off as such wimps, and then all of a sudden, three weeks later, we're these badasses who were, like, were wielding crazy spells and, and destroying people left and right. It made no sense. And it, and it kind of goes into, you know, the worries, because obviously, you know, they created that world. <clears throat> and so we want to deal with those same problems but we had to 
experience them because yeah. obviously we had no idea. So we kind of set up what we thought would be the initial challenges and that entire list got thrown away because it made no, it, we had no idea what to expect. Yeah, it was tough figuring out a starting point for everything, but I think we eventually got it narrowed down. Uh, and and we were able to to figure out you know how we were gonna make sure we created the world how we were gonna measure it and it just kind of flowed from there once we decided certain things. Yeah, you know, getting large sheets of graph paper really helped, and and <laughs> yeah. you know we looked it up online and there's probably. 50 60 different versions of how to create a world oh yeah there's a bunch of different methods whether it's dice coins your pets i mean you could just put your turtle on there and let it walk across yeah your cat whatever (laughs) but it's you know there's no wrong way Mm -mm. so when we came up our way we decided to do it the old dice way and just started throwing dice representing various biomes location types Mm -hmm. how deep the ocean would be and we found that through that way there wasn't any kind of metagaming because it was entirely random yeah that was fun just seeing where the lice or the the dice kind of lay you know yeah, and then uh, we had a little bit of help, a little collaboration from our graphic artist. Mm-hmm. She kind of helped us shape a little bit of the land masses themselves because I'll tell you folks, I really have no drawing talent as a DM. I am very ungifted in that. <laughs> but that's where, where myself and at Entlink came in. That's E-N-T-L-Y-N-K on X and Instagram if you want to go check out her awesome stuff. But uh, she helped us by, uh, you know, helping us outline after all the dice were thrown, making sure we kept the borders nice and clean and it wasn't like a hodgepodge mess. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and we also came into the idea that this was going to be always a work in progress. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much that goes into a world, but at the same time, you could build everything and then never even once go there. Oh, I know, especially with how big... Ours ended up being. Oh, <laughs> that was, was going to be tough. There, there's no way. So we can't. We're just going to go as we go. Mm-hmm. And by building it that way, it feels like much more of a collaborative effort, not between just you and I, but the entire table itself. Yeah, it's not just, uh, you know, Eagle and D&D Wife's world. It's our entire table. Our, our people are the ones who determine, our characters are the ones who determine what happens and everything that goes on. Uh, and that's, you know... That's where we'll be getting into more more of how we created this world, more of how we did things. We'll we'll be maybe delving a little deeper into the different species that we came up with for the world that are still familiar, but different in, in almost every aspect. Oh, yeah. And then how would you say being a player as well as the wife to the DM, how kind of balancing not knowing too much, but also not knowing too little? Ooh, that That is a tough one, just because I am kind of at the epicenter of everything. And we, we share a living space together. So it's kind of difficult to hide things. Uh, but uh, I've, I've developed selective eyesight and memory <laughs> to avoid these things. So if I see any sort of D&D book out or anything like that, I'll just immediately look away. <laughs> I don't want to know. You, you, you've been pretty good at that. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe that knowing helps. Yeah. And so for me also, it's my particular style is very impromptu. Um, and originally, I tried to write piles and piles and piles and piles and piles of notes. And just like those old jokes, I just ended up ripping them up. You guys would not go to a town or not 
talk to anyone. And then it was, oh, I guess I didn't need to know whose grandfather had bought the property back four generations. It was a waste. Mm-hmm. And I'd see the frustration at the end of the session once everyone's gone. You know, you, you see that kind of like, oh, well, I had all this, you know, set up and, and kind of planned, but... Oh, let me rip up four pages worth of content here because it doesn't matter anymore. You know, I would I would tell you stories of these characters mm-hmm. I'd create that sadly never come to be. Um, but yeah. we did figure a solution, and, and yes. it works really well for us in maintaining consistency and continuity. Mm-hmm. Is a simple recording. Oh yeah. Uh, not an intention originally for airing, but in a sense of a, a written, a, a recorded record of mm-hmm. what happens. So any kind of conflict or any kind of issues with what happened, boom, you can go right on onto the recording, hear what we said, and pick up right where we left off. Oh yeah, it helps so much, uh, not just in keeping track of like everything world building wise, but also keeping track of what everyone says, what everyone does. If you know a character goes, oh, I did this last session, we can go. We can go back and check. We can find out. Oh, Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> and and it, I mean, honestly, as a DM, it makes me feel so comfortable because, mm-hmm. like, when you make some of those random names or you set a random price, I always want to make sure I'm genuine to you guys. Yeah. And so, being able to go back and be like, "Oh yeah, I did say you can get like a hundred gold for that," and yeah. it's like, "Yeah, okay, okay." Yeah. <laughs> and it, it just creates that consistency mm-hmm. that I think a lot of players enjoy. Yeah, and I think it keeps it, it keeps the honesty on both sides. You know, it keeps us players honest, and it keeps the DM honest too, because we're all on the same recording. And the, and the funny thing is, I think we've recorded over 150 sessions. I don't think any one of Easily. my players have ever requested to listen to themselves play. <laughs> no, not ever. And <laughs> they're like, eh, we're okay. <laughs> but one of the ways I like to include, and I think was something different we started on this campaign, was the PC journals. Oh, yeah, those were super fun. Uh, it started off as as kind of a way to remember what we had done on top of the recordings. Because like you said, right, not everyone requests to, to hear those. And it's like eight hours worth of recording. Yeah, and it's always tough, you know, as a DM when you try to do like the last time on the session we had <laughs> six weeks ago. <laughs> uh, you, you know, what's important to me not might not necessarily be important to the players themselves. And so I kind of came up with a really unique solution, yeah. as I hope it is. Uh, in that after every session, my players are to write a journal entry of their day's adventure in the perspective of their characters. Yeah. So, Luna here. Dear diary, <laughs> today, well, for, for for Luna, it's since she's a researcher, it's more like, dear journal, <laughs> I observed today, blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> but it also allows, as there are hidden packets to their journals that they can write mm-hmm. to themselves that the players and the other teammates can't read at all except for me which allows for them to also have ways to remind themselves of say hidden vendettas or secret agreements um with the idea of once we're said and done there could be hundreds of journal entries transcribing the adventures of a character from when they very started to the end of their entire campaign yeah completely in their perspective it's really refreshing to kind of see that as it progresses and we're hoping, and obviously if you uh, join us in our Discord, we will be releasing those journals for people to kind of experience some of the perspectives of our travelers of Extraeus. Yeah, we'll be asking if our if our players are you know, okay with, with make, you know letting other people read those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them have said, we're cool with it, so find out. 
So with that, I feel like we need to really get down into the true history and the lore of Extraeus itself as building a world that you really can't start without your creation story. And, and mm -hmm. as we see with Luna introducing us to this, uh, we really kind of learn a lot about the uniqueness that comes to Extraeus. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we wanted to incorporate some familiar elements but we wanted to make it unique and our own our own kind of flavor and so the the big thing for us is there there are no known gods for this world uh because they're all shards they're all they're all these little shards of power because they've all died so uh the shards are a huge part of not just the world but the people themselves that some of these shards are inside people yeah, you can think of them essentially as like fragments of like celestial and deity power and mm -hmm. like essentially calcified over the the massive force that was used to erase them from existence. Yeah. And in that explosion of force, that's what essentially threw life into this vacuumous void and that life into becoming Atreus. Yeah, the world was created from the destruction of another. <laughs> And as we had in the original uh, lore, as this started out, we really wanted to make sure we kind of nod our hats to our original campaign, but very much gave the influence and the theme of that. This was a whole new world. Everything you knew and everything you once knew, that exploded and that is gone. Yep. And even if it seems a little familiar or, ooh, I think I might know something about that. No, you don't. I guarantee you don't. <laughs> it, it, and this was important because of having a mixture of veteran players who have years of experience combined with new players who mm -hmm. this is their first time ever playing. So by making sure we start from scratch, everyone at the table is at an equal playing field in terms of their knowledge. Yeah, it's quite nice that nobody knows more than the other. Even myself, who kind of gets a little of an insider track into this, I still, uh, I try to make sure as much as possible that I don't overstep in the, in the knowledge section, that I don't take too much in so that I can have an advantage over people. I don't like that. Well, no, I mean, and, and that's obviously the tough thing about the connection between player, wife, husband, mm -hmm. and DM in that it, 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 we have to always keep that in mind and yeah. always kind of cognizant of what that could create in terms of problems, whether it be metagaming or just feeling like I might be changing the way you're playing your character because you happen to know a little too much. <laughs> yeah, so the, having the amnesia helps. Uh, you know, the fact that Luna can't remember anything is nice. At least uh, on the DM perspective, you get to choose what I know, so that's helpful, I think. <laughs> it, it, it does. Yeah. And, and that'll definitely progress more as the campaign continues. Yeah, we're going to get into these crazy, you know, historical events, hopefully, because the world is fairly new, so we're, we're going to see the rise and fall of civilizations, maybe the the rise of new gods i mean obviously something has to rise into that power vacuum mm -hmm. and as we go further into the lore deep dives uh we'll definitely investigate some uh obviously not to give out too much but we do have a cleric in the party and they have Ooh, to follow somebody somebody uh and with that i feel like what we can really go into is the era of eden the time at which everything was growing in extraeus and what that really means in terms of the start of our story. Yeah, it was the it was the early uh, time after basically the planet coalesced and, and became neutral and life could start growing on it. You know, it's always very volatile at the beginning, but it finally calmed down and life was starting to come up and uh, these shards touched down on the planet and some of them started roaming the countryside. 
And these larger, kind of much more fractured, large crystals, essentially, mm -hmm. of power, as we call them, uh, they were just kind of these amalgus figures of life, of feelings, of emotions, of will. Yeah, mindless, really. But in their very existence and their presence, though, allowed for that influence to spread throughout the lands of Extraeus. Mm -hmm. The creation power of gods, you know. Uh, and in doing so, though, as there are still fragments of these deities that represented all of the Forgotten Realms, uh, their thoughts of what humans or what creations and what beings are a little bit manifested within Extraeus, though a little different. We don't have humans, we have the Hume. Yeah. As they are much more represented about their ability to adapt. Mm -hmm. They're a lot more resilient. And. This comes from that influence from our original D&D tables and the original characters and species that mm -hmm. are out there. Oh, yeah. that Because of the way that Extraeus has created a large influence is from our previous campaigns. We have dealt with uh, certain archetypes or, or creature types that we might see later uh, you know i i would like to for one would like to know where that ends up but i i know i'll just have to wait like everybody else <laughs> yeah obviously just like the podcast i have to kind of contain spoilers as much as possible yeah. <laughs> as my players do listen to the pod and i don't want them to learn too much information that they don't need to be learning yet mm -hmm. um and, and in that it's also you know that kind of nod i i like to give to you know the consistency i have in my players as uh, I, I have four players now that have been playing with me for quite some time. And because of that, that's why I like to incorporate previous campaign mechanics and ideas, a lot of which that we just kind of spitballed a long, long time ago that now wound up being major facets of Extraeus. Oh, yeah. Different concepts uh, that we that we wanted to try out, that we did try out, liked it, and then kind of brought it in to the new world. In things like technology, in that Extraeus represents a much more abundant uh, usage of technology and magic, in that it's not just you have magic, you don't have magic. There are much more variations and energy sources that can be used throughout Extraeus to allow for the players to have a lot more fun in terms of what they can create and what they can make in the world. Oh yeah, the lines are very blurred. You don't just have to be one or the other. You you can really choose who who you are in Extraeus, who you want to be, what you want to do. That really the sky's the limit. It's really fun. Oh yeah, and the only one surprising as, you know, we keep discussing these shards is that there is a key mechanic within the campaign as some of the players at the table do have shards within them yes. and others do not yes and though they don't know exactly what that means yet and as i'm sure they're listening to try to find out <laughs> uh this could become something much more important as we move down mm -hmm. in the the entire like history of the mm -hmm. it might help or it might hurt we don't know uh, but we we will see how how those earlier campaigns went and influenced kind of what's happening right now with with the current characters. So we we know that Extraeus is linked to our earlier adventures. We we know what we did, uh, but kind of let's let's explain kind of what happened because. So not to go into too much detail, if you do want that, you can go to dndwifestories.com and read some of the archives. All of ca our campaign one is on there. So if you'd like to really get the details, you can go there. I do recommend it. It's, <laughs> it's definitely a 
an interesting read and story, but will definitely give you a little bit more of an understanding as to what really went into the creation of Extraeus. Yeah, uh, it was really the consequence of a failed wish spell. Uh, <laughs> as, it, as nine times out of ten, a lot of campaigns end with. Yes, an unintended consequence, of course, because I, I doubt anyone intends these horrible consequences. Oh, it was done in the best intentions for the character at the time, Absolutely. but it was never really... Th- see what could happen at the far length of that you know wish and they did help (laughs) in that moment oh yeah (laughs) you know and it was one thing i mean that was a what a three and a half year campaign that saw many a trial and tribulation which it will go into another podcast (laughs) another segment at another time um but you know it really represented a lot of a lot of blood sweat and tears Mm -hmm. to get to that ending and I think there are, there are some of uh, some of the NPCs you created that we kind of want to meet again. We kind of want to maybe see if if uh, a version of them exists in Extraeus. Yeah, you know, I was always worried because I, I, you know, you when you make multiple campaigns, I feel sometimes there's this idea where it's always just go back to the characters you knew and loved, right? Yeah. I want to see them ten years down the road, and I want to have <laughs> that, but. I sometimes that I think that masks you from meeting new NPCs True. and new characters out there that just need an opportunity to either be made fun of, robbed, beaten, <laughs> stolen. You know, all, all the fun things you guys do to my NPCs <laughs> on a daily basis. And I will say we have definitely met some very interesting characters. I hope we meet again. <laughs> yes, uh, there has been many calls to one that I'll drop now as a drip drop. Uh, <laughs> the the crazed gnome uh, alchemist that was Super featured in fun. one of my wife's one shots that she did herself yeah i ran a kooky faith fair adventure uh where they were you know people were at this uh faith themed fair uh (laughs) and he was playing this crazed gnome with like a double bandolier of potions and all he wanted to do was get everyone to try one out don't forget grasp her hair Oh, that's right. There were it different patches of different some, color some Kentucky grass blue, you know, sticking dry, out. You know, it looked good. It looked good. It looked good in the right light. And then there was actually also hair growing out in some of the other patches. So that was a weird contrast. But that was the big thing with Extraeus is that we wanted that fresh take. We wanted a fresh new world mm-hmm. where we set up the rules ahead of time and we figured how we wanted to play and we would just go with it. Yeah. And the biggest thing, too, we do or we have in a system that we have now is that almost every session represents a day in the campaign itself. Yeah, that is super fun to be able to just take the day. Right. And that allows for you guys to really experience and absorb Extraeus itself. There's no worries of having to rush or be somewhere as quick as you can be. Or you don't get a chance to talk to that little merchant kid around the corner because "Ah, I got to go do I got to go slay a dragon. Right. I got more important things to do or I have to go to the shop real quick because we got to leave. Right. So so (laughs) by doing a slower paced, more kind of build as you go campaign, it really works for us and our table and that we've found kind of the perfect kind of combination. Yeah, and it really feels like we're we're growing as people. We're living in this world. Uh, we are by no means heroes yet in any sense of the word. I mean, half the time we're the cause of the problem right now. <laughs> so that's I tough. Mean, what what do you, what what 
I mean, what campaign or group ever is really not the source of most of the problems? Yeah, it just seems a little more organic just because we are taking our time with it since it is day by day. It feels like we're growing as actual living, breathing people in the world. Oh, yeah. And I think that's going to really help um, as we go down future, you know, sessions of the campaign and learn more and more because this will also be a group effort. We're Mm going to be learning about the the world of Extraeus just on here on the podcast as well, as well as my players, as we're all going to kind of shape and hopefully down the road, maybe some NPCs can be helped and given to me that the players can then totally (laughs) pester and annoy, (laughs) or perhaps we can build a town together, some kind of ways that we can help make a bigger mark in Extraeus itself because that's what we wanted it to be. Yeah, I'd love to have some of our listeners kind of chime in and give us some, uh, maybe some NPCs that they'd like to see featured or, you know, have us meet and and see who they are. Oh, yeah, because the biggest thing we wanted to stress for Extraeus is that it was a collaborative effort. Uh, collaborative so far is that we want to go even beyond our table itself and reach out to our listeners. Uh, we want people to come join our Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be having a link up hopefully soon that everyone can join for yeah. the first 10. Yep, yep. Uh, we're going to offer some kind of special inside information. So hopefully once that comes out, please jump on that. Hell yeah. Uh, but by making it a collaborative effort, we allow everyone to kind of have a piece of extraneous with them. Uh, whether it's just a dock boy named Jim or it's an entire town that we build. But because of that, everyone gets to feel like they're a traveler in Extraeus. Yeah, and then it feels like everybody's world, not just ours. Uh, well, thank you so much for delving with us into the lore of Extraeus. We loved having you guys here while we talked about kind of how we came up with this whole concept. Oh, yeah. I mean, who would have thought we'd be able to start kind of being able to share the lore of Extraeus to everyone and kind of let them see what we created. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, what you think of our world, at least the beginning of it that we showed you, what you think about uh, the type of uh, species that we're creating, uh, anything that really you, you heard that you have any questions about or thoughts on, please leave a comment below or you can reach out at dndwifestories.com as well. Also keep an eye out for that Discord link. So that will be probably one of the ways that we can all uh, be sure to check out the Bard's Tavern. Uh, it's going to be a nice little place for all of us to come together, share a virtual beer together, and enjoy a company and share some tales of adventure. Yeah, you can show up with uh, in your NPC and kind of talk talk the way that your NPC would talk in the tavern. Oh, it's, it's going to be a blast. It's yeah, going to be a blast. Trust super me. fun. <laughs> it's going to be new. Everyone's a little worried, but I promise you it's going to be fun. Yep, yep. And then what do we get to look forward to for the next time? Uh, well, obviously on the next lore drop, what we're really going to look into is the, the, uh, the species of Extraeus. Uh, we want to look into each one, kind of go what they're, what makes them special and how they kind of uh, fit into the grand scheme of kind of the politics around the world, like which is kind of more in control, as well as going into looking into the Mirren and how much more complicated they are than some of the other races are. Yeah, just because they're a little less technologically advanced doesn't mean that they, they don't pack a punch either, you know? No, not even that. But be sure to tune in next time and follow us. And we thank you all once again for tuning in with us. And we hope I hope you all have a fun out there. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. And that concludes today's journey through the realm of Couple of Nerds. We hope you had a blast exploring the intricate world of Extraeus. Don't miss out on the visual extravaganza over at our YouTube page at Couple of Nerds Podcast. It's where the magic comes to life with exclusive video segments, art previews, and a peek behind the curtain. 
Dive deeper into our adventures by visiting dndwifestories.com, your haven for all our podcast transcripts and a treasure trove of content dedicated to the captivating universe of Extraeus. Your unwavering support is our greatest treasure. Take a moment to weave your thoughts into a review and hit that subscribe button for an enchanting journey with a couple of nerds. Join us beyond the podcast in the Extraeus Project Discord. Connect with us, the creators, and even the travelers themselves. Witness the magic unfold in live drawing streams, game alongside us, and step into our digital tavern, The Bard's Haven. Share your stories and characters with fellow adventurers. Visit dndwifestories.com for the link to join our vibrant community. Stay tuned for more tales, more laughs, and more insight into the world of tabletop gaming. Until then, may your dice be kind, your campaigns epic, and your adventures legendary.